Hello everybody and welcome back to the Beyond the Pitch podcast, season one, episode four. And wow, do we have a cracking episode for you this week. Absolutely fantastic guest and uh, we go through plenty of things, including our best Premier League eleven at the moment. We talk which managers are going to be next to go, um, who deserves to stay. Uh, we discuss a lot, lot more. So very, very exciting. Uh, we'll get into that very shortly. I just want to remind you very quickly, go follow the Beyond the Pitch podcast Instagram account on at Beyond the Pitch podcast. Uh, there's going to be a lot more interaction on there and I want you guys to have your say on who you want me to chat to and what you want us to talk about. Uh, so head over to the Instagram, give us a follow and enjoy this very brilliant episode with a very brilliant guest. Uh, I'll speak to you guys soon. Right, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Uh, as I said, I am joined this week by um, an esteemed guest, someone I've been trying to have on for a very, very long time. It's Matt Dunwell. Thank you for joining me, mate. That's all right, mate. Pleasure to be invited. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's a big, big show, this stuff. It's it, There's a long, long uh, list of uh, people trying to get on, so <laughs> you managed to work your way to the top. Well done, you. Look, this week, um, we're, we're going to discuss the best 11 of the Premier League right now in the season. So this can include the fact that Mo Salah, right, is being a bit of a, what I call sh- at the moment. Yeah, maybe um, just the first bit. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's not performing too well. So I don't know whether he'll end up in your 11 or not. We can discuss that in a moment. But um, we will then, maybe if we get you back on the podcast at the end of the season, we will then do an updated version yeah. um, and see see how things have changed. Um, so I guess uh, we can jump straight into things. You are a United fan, so I'm gonna. I'll be interested to see if there's any bias here. Or not. <laughs> um, I tried really hard not to include any bias in mine. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll we'll um, we'll see what happens. But do you want to? You what's your form? Have you gone for a particular formation, or you've just done your best eleven? Um, yeah, I kind of just chucked it all together. Uh, it's it's kind of a four four two slash four two four to be honest. Okay. But only really like one defensive midfielder and then like five attackers basically. It's quite a yeah, attacking I've, team. Yeah, I've done I've done I've done four one four one sort of. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah. I got two. So strokes. right, let let's kick let's kick things off. What's your who's your goalkeeper? My goalie. It's a surprise. I've gone with Allison. Oh, okay. My, my reasoning is, I think Liverpool would genuinely be fifteenth, sixteenth without him. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of saves he's made, he's probably saved them a lot. He saved them a lot of points. The yeah. only other one I had was Nick Pope because most clean sheets is a big thing. And I've had him in my FPL and he's been incredible. Mm-hmm. But I think Allison. also, I wanted to get a Liverpool player in because you kind of have to, even though they're yeah. obviously, what, ninth. But still, I think he's he's been like the one standout performer for him. Yeah, so I have got, I, I wrote down Nick Pope as an option as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I actually went with Edison, which I, which I think is probably a bit risky. But Interesting. I just feel he he is very consistent for Man City. And yeah. they haven't, they, I mean, they have conceded, I don't know, I haven't got it written down. So that's a pointless um, <laughs> sentence for me to start there. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I went with Edison. I just, I feel like he's probably one of the most trusted um, yeah. out of everyone uh, but I, I think obviously Nick Pope um, 
Newcastle wouldn't be. They Newcastle have a fantastic defence anyway. They've only conceded. Uh, I think it's something like eleven goals all season. Yeah, Mental. that's pretty that's good. Incredible. Going. Um, but neither of us went with Nick Pope, so it's yeah, I know. I can't we love him, but it. neither of us picked him. Yeah, <laughs> so it's sort of pointless. Right, uh, who's your right back? I've I've gone with Ben White. I think mm-hmm. I think that was quite obvious. The only uh, it was between him and Trips, uh, Kieran Trippier, yeah. but I think Ben White. I mean, he's barely played right back before this season. Uh, it's kind of like a new position for him, but he's been brilliant. Like every time I watch Arsenal, I think Ben White. Wow, like what yeah. a player! So I think. It's probably it's probably one of my easiest choices like on this list, I'd say. Okay. Well, it's interesting because I went for Kieran Trippier. Yeah. Um, I, I and actually, I'm Ben not, White, not Ben it, White yeah. didn't didn't cross my mind just because we've only really seen him for half a season in that position. True. True. Um, so I didn't think he was worthy enough, uh, and I think Trippier is so solid that um, yeah. uh, for me it was an obvious choice. So we've got two obvious choices there. Uh, we'll, we'll switch to left back next. Who have you gone yep. for? See, this is this is the only position where I've, I've written down one name. I've mm-hmm. written down one name. I did. I didn't think there was any any other competitors for it really. It's Luke Shaw. It's got to be. Yes. I, I okay. I have, Good. There's no one else. There's no one else. There is no one else. There is no one else out there. I, I um. Did, am I right in saying Cancelo plays sort of like a wing back role sometimes? Yeah, he's been he's been switching left left and right back the whole season. He's just he's been dropped recently, so I, I don't think there was any way I was gonna put him he in. Was I mean, the the one that was he was the only one that I'd previously considered, but um, I think Luke Shaw is in the form of his life at the moment because yeah. I mean, he got uh, he got slated by United fans and England fans for a couple seasons of just being like this overweight, average. Um, left back, and then we did we bring someone in before Malasia? Yeah, Alex Tellez. I think it's Tellez. That's it right. Yeah, it sparked, it sparked his brilliant season um, mm. two seasons ago. So the the one under Ole where we finished second, that yeah. was, he was brilliant that year as well. And then dropped he off works, a bit last he year. He works really well when he has competition for his role. Yeah. Um, and I think with Malasia, who's come in, who I really like Malasia actually, but yeah. Luke Shaw has been kicked into this, you know, he's gone into second gear again. And uh, Molasse not really had a chance unless there's been an injury and Luke's had to switch into a centre-back role. Yeah, or... he's been brilliant there as well, yeah. Yeah, so... he, I'd, I, I, would have, I, would, I wouldn't I would have complained if uh, if you say shortly that he could be a centre-back <laughs> as well. Yeah, no. Because he has been, been absolutely brilliant. phenomenal. And I can't think, this is probably just my poor ball knowledge, but I can't think of many other Premier League, player, Premier League teams where they've switched... Um, their left back or right back to a centre back. No, um, I agree. No, it's it's not, it's very rare. Uh, and also, the fact that Ten Hag is so adamant not to play Harry Maguire. That's <laughs> very funny. And would rather put a man out of position. I think yeah. it's brilliant, and I'm so glad that our new manager is taking this like firm role at the club and not being persuaded by by the higher ups that yeah. we've seen in the past. Agreed. So, Agreed. So, so that's that's exciting. All right, we'll go uh, we'll go left centre back next. Who have you gone for? This was probably my hardest choice. I think that I probably had like six or seven options where I thought genuinely any two from these six or seven were, were mm. I could pick. But left centre back, I've gone with Botman from Newcastle. Okay. Which may be a surprise over Martinez mm-hmm. and also over Gabriel Arsenal, but. 
I had to have a Newcastle defender in there because I, I mean I ignored Pope, ignored Trips. Yeah. You see the eleven goals this season in eighteen games is incredible, really. I think considering it, where they were. I think what's mental is when Newcastle got bought over. I remember always seeing on social media, especially on Twitter, that everyone was like, within five, maybe ten years, Newcastle will be winning lots of trophies. Yeah. And probably the Premier League, maybe within five. And then since the start of the season, everyone's gone, well, it could be within two seasons. It could be yeah. within three. Eddie Howe seems somehow transformed this, what was a averagely mediocre squad prior to their... Um, uh, buyout of the Saudi by the Saudis to easily Champions League worthy team. I think they, yeah. whether they get it or not, they hundred percent deserve top four. No, I agree. I agree, and I think Eddie Howe. I mean, it shows like it almost shows how bad Steve Bruce was. I mean, it, other than I mean, you've got a few big signings. I think Gimarez, uh, Botman, mm-hmm. and Trippier were like massive, but a lot of the players that have improved, like Almer and Joe Linton. They were there on the Bruce, and they were bottom of the league last season. Yeah, that, like five or six players who were playing week in week out are still playing week in week out and are fourth in the league. It's mental. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's come in and gone, right? You're dropped. You're gonna have to earn your way back into the squad. These players were given the opportunity from the start. Yeah. Um. And and they they've proven their worth, and it's 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 very impressive to see. Um. So I, I but I went for I went for Gabriel. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting to see we've pretty much mentioned the same couple yeah. of players, uh, which oh, obviously that makes you've got better not better ball knowledge than I do. But it makes me uh, <laughs> as a man that r- runs a semi football related podcast, it's quite good to know that I'm not completely off the mark. Uh, who's your right centre back? For me, there was there was only one choice here. Oh, I mean, see, I, so I was stuck between three again. I had okay. John Stones written down, but I don't think he's played enough. I think he's mm-hmm. been a bit in and out of the city team, and it was really hard between Varane and Saliba. Mm-hmm. And I've got I've gone Saliba just because every time I watch him, this guy absolute Rolls Royce defender. I mean, he reminds me of Van Dyke, where mm-hmm. Van Dyke at his prime, where it's just so easy for him. He doesn't look like he's trying a lot of the time. Yeah. And also, I think how impressive. I mean, it's his first season in the Prem. Everyone was saying, "Is this guy going to be good enough? Was he even going to play?" I mean, it looked like Arteta wanted to sell him. And yeah. now he's what one of the best centre backs in the league. So I think Saliba has to be. Okay, so yeah, I went for Varane. And yeah. I, I'm, I, I know I said before this um, that I didn't want any like bias included here, but I think a little bit might have, like edged its way in here because he's just I feel so confident in United now. We for what two and a half, three, five seasons, um, you can basically take us all the way back to Fergie time our defence has been abysmal and it makes me nervous, especially when we were playing Maguire and Lindelof. Every time the ball went back to the two of them, I would, I genuinely would feel my heart start racing faster. (laughs) Um, And he, he is everywhere all the time. It's every time I'm listening to commentary, it's always Varane clears it, Varane does this, whatever. And he's so determined to just throw his body on the line. Yeah, no, it's, um, it... yeah, no, I agree. He's been it's, a monster uh, recently. Yeah, yeah, it, it's good to see. And um, him and Martinez, for me, are one of the best centre-back pairings next to Saliba and Gabriel, for me. Yeah, I'd agree with um, that. I'd probably put the Arsenal pairing above ours, just 
it's close, but yeah. But it's uh no no it's nice to nice to have a bit of confidence in our back line. Right, we'll we'll move forward. I've gone so I've got a uh as I said like a four one four one sort of formation. A hole so I've in got the DM. Yeah, so yeah. I, I do have a I do have a DM, yeah. Okay, who have you gone for? I've gone with I think it's a it's a bit of an outrageous shout. Uh, I think it's not outrageous. I think he's he's brilliant, but I've gone with Rodri over Casemiro and Party. Okay, which I'm. I just think he's been that one standout performer for City. I mean, obviously Haaland. I think De Bruyne mm-hmm. was brilliant before the World Cup, but since then, he, I mean, his form has oh, jumped off a cliff. I mean, he's been he's been awful recently. Yeah, I think Rodri. I mean, it, it might be recency bias with the derby, but he was like unbelievable in that game. Yeah. They, I mean, I mean, he basically, it, for those that don't know, didn't watch um, or didn't read or whatever, the I'm pretty sure the possession stats was 70-30 in yeah. City's favour. And I would say 65% of that 70%, the ball was in Rodri's, you know, round his feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, That man was everywhere. It was ridiculous. Um, but I, I did go for Casemiro. Yeah, I thought you might. I think, <laughs> I think there's two things here. There is a United fan bias that is against it through. I'm sorry, people, but sue me. But also, as even if I was watching as a neutral, uh, if you if you could see the change that we've had from playing McTominay every week oh, to having 100%. Casemiro, I'm not saying that Casemiro isn't necessarily better than Rodri. Yeah. But the the level of change from what our CDM role was to what it is now is. It's like going from uh, Sunday League to Champions League. No, I completely agree. It's, it's a changed. massive, massive jump. Yeah. Um, and he is—he is also—he's everywhere. He's willing to throw his body on line, and the passion this man has for this club already. Yeah. Like I'm sure you've seen the clips on Instagram. Whenever someone scores, most of the time it happens to be Rashi at the moment. That man is grabbing his shirt. He's kissing the badge. He's hugging <laughs> fans. There is so much dedication to this club already, and I'm. I'm completely in love with him. I love it. Yeah, no, he's, he's brilliant. It is good to see. Right, who, what's your other? What's the rest of your midfield saying? Have you got C, um, CM next? Uh, yeah, he, he plays as a as a as a kind of an eight slash ten for Arsenal. I've gone Martin Odegaard. Okay. And I think he's been a brilliant recently. I mean, so he's Arsenal's top scorer, eight mm-hmm. goals this season. I mean, uh, a few assists chucked in there as well, playing in that like free role uh, with Xhaka as well. And he has just been a revelation. I mean, he was good last season, but mm-hmm. he stepped up another level. I think he's been brilliant. Um, I've gone for, I'll go for my first CM. I've gone for Ward Prowse. Oh. Because in my mind, I need a free kick taker in this team. <laughs> and quite simply, that ma- there's always it's always going around that Ward Prowse is a very, very good free kick taker. But he scored, what, like three worldies in the last, Three weeks, basically. I think he's got five in his last six in all competitions or something. Yeah, as well. So he's just recently. on. He's on fire for a team that is, I think, relegation bound. They are. Yeah. I mean, we can discuss top four and sort of bottom three or whatever later. But for me, Southampton are going down this year, uh, and I think he needs to move. He needs to get out of there. I originally would have said that he would have done quite well at a squad like I don't know Villa or Everton or something, but yeah. Everton aren't doing very well. They're relegation bounds. And I don't yeah, think you'd fit think Villa now. Um, but I just don't think the yeah. top four would take him. 
No, I think he's, he's, he's somewhere, I think, top half Premier League, but not top, top four, top six. He's somewhere in between. Yeah. Um, something like a, a West Ham, a Palace, he'd do, I think he'd do a, job, a good job at Palace, something mm-hmm. like that. Somewhere around yeah. that level. I don't think he's top six quality. but He's also, he's I think, isn't he getting out. on a little bit as well? Uh, I'm trying to 20, think of... 20s, mid, mid-late 20s? We, uh, let me do a quick... He's 28, yeah. There you go, so yeah. he's got a few, he's got a few years left in him. But, um, yeah, it'd be, be interesting to see if Southampton are relegation bound where, uh, where he heads off to. Because I'd be very, he very surprised if yeah. he's not playing championship. <laughs> no. He's too good for championship. Right, who's your... Uh, what's the rest of your midfield saying? I've got another well, CM. I've got two wingers. So do you want me yeah. to get onto them? Yeah, yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I've got Bakayo Saka and Marcus Rashford. I think that yeah. was, I think that was quite an easy one. Rashford yeah, I have got, I've got both yeah. of those as well on both my uh, oh, right and left, left, left mids as it were. So I think it's Saka season. If you're not an Arsenal fan, you also agree it's Saka season. Yeah. It's star boy. He's phenomenal. And for the fact what he's, he's, he's my age. He's like 20. Um, yeah. He's, yeah. He's incredible. And I think the same for Rashford as well. The bounce back they've had from the Euros yeah, um, has been ridiculous. And Rashi has been, he's our top goal scorer by a long way, I think now. Yeah. Um, he's got, I oh, can't remember, it's like 11 in, I want to say like 14 or 15 games. Something yeah, like that. nine in the last nine, Old Trafford. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It. Yeah. They're both on a great run. I mean, Saka hasn't been scoring as much, but he's definitely got a few, quite a few assists recently. So second most assists in the league, I think, behind De Bruyne. Yeah. So, um, so that that's good for both of them to see. I mean, they're they're both youngsters. There was, it was funny because in the summer, or at least, I'd say maybe this time last year, there were rumours of PSG looking at Rashford. Yeah. And I was well up for it at that time. I was so down in the dumps. I was like, honestly. If he went, I wouldn't be that angry about it because we'd get 130 mil or whatever yeah. that we could put towards probably three players. That's true. Um, so at that moment, I was I wouldn't have been that upset, but I'm so glad he stayed. And I think there's talks for him signing a longer contract as well, which is please, which please, is good Marcus, please, yeah, please. <laughs> we'll do anything. We'll shout you out on the podcast, mate. Please stay. <laughs> um, but i going back to my another. I've got another sort of midfielder role. I've got Almiron. Yeah, I, I I crossed him out last minute. Um, I thought it's so hard to admit him because just the, like the improvement in his game from last season. I mean, yeah. last season, all the seasons in the Prem, it's just been incredible. He just looks like scoring every time he cuts in on his left foot. He's got a bit of pace about him. He's brilliant. He's a very he's a very very dangerous player. And um, yeah, as you said, it the change from Brucey to what he is yeah. now is it's like he's, it's like they've bought him and he's a brand new player come to the Prem and he's shot. Exactly. Yeah. You know when you know when Bruno came in um January uh like what was it 2019? 2020 I believe. 2020 and he had that half season where he skyrocketed and yeah. he was like near the top in the fantasy Premier League um and he'd only been playing for half a year. It's like that. It's like he's it's like he's come in and he's just found his um found his groove again. So that was that was a pretty easy pick for me. Um, yeah, no, uh, it's a, a harsh to admit him, but yeah, yeah. I'd, maybe a bit of recency bias with Rashford over him, but yeah, I feel like he deserves it. I don't know, you know, uh, 
<laughs> I've got I've got one striker. If you've got yeah. two. I've got two strikers. All right, you I, tick off one of yours first. I yeah, I mean it's, it's the obvious robot himself, Big Erling. I mean Big Erling. Twenty one goals and seventeen games. Like that is it's unheard of. He's on yeah. course to break the scoring record if he keeps going. Mm-hmm. Is he one away from equaling last season's... Yeah, golden boot, yeah. Golden boot, which is nuts, isn't it? I mean, we're in January. He'll probably exactly. score... The, uh, who is City playing this weekend? Do you know? Uh, City have... They have Spurs on tomorrow. And then um, they have... Oh, I can't remember Sunday or Monday game? Sunday, yeah. Sunday, I think. I can't remember who they're playing. Okay, so... I imagine over the next two games, he'll probably score at least once. Yeah. Um, he loves a brace. I mean, that man yeah. is phenomenal. I mean, he loves a hat-trick, first of all. But um, yeah, yeah, he was he was an option for me. Well, I've got three options. Mm-hmm. So I've got Haaland. I've then also put Kane, just because it's Harry Kane. And I've also put Ivan Tony. Yeah, uh, I've got them all written down, yeah. So I... Only because I really, really want to say Ivan Tony, just for the yeah. fun of it, because uh, he is he's he's keeping Brentford alive. I mean, Brentford are phenomenal still. Um, they're still they're Frank Thomas. Thomas Frank. They're, yeah. Um, I think he's still just keeping Brentford going. Uh, I think when Brentford first came up, everyone was like they'll go straight back down again, even yeah. though they did really, really well in Championship. I think. Ivan Tony, but then again, obviously Haaland is the machine, and he'll probably score forty goals, thirty-five yeah. this season. I just thought so, you couldn't not say him. Yeah, uh, I, I'm stuck. I, Kane's only in there because of Kane's history. But also fact. Kane this season, I think he's been. Um, I think people are looking over his record. He's got fifteen goals in the league. Is he? Fifteen goals. I mean, like you wouldn't if Haaland wasn't there. You'd think fifteen and eighteen games. Still ridiculously like. I mean, yeah. If he car- if he carries that form, he's on for twenty eight, thirty odds. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think the problem with Kane there is he's being overshadowed by how average Spurs are. Oh yeah. And always have been and will be for a very long time. Um, we can discuss Conte in a minute, but yeah, I think that's I think that's Kane's problem is that people are overlooking the consistency of this man because of the inconsistency of um of Spurs yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Like. Last season, Son was what top, like one of the top in fantasy Premier League. And yeah, he's must be somewhere in the middle right now. He's had, he's had an awful season. He's had, yeah. he's, he's had a rock season. Completely so, off it. so, so who who are you confirming is your second striker? Harry Kane. Yeah, I had to chuck him in. I thought it, it's harsh leaving Ivan Tony out. Thirteen goals in seventeen games. Also phenomenal. You've got Mitro, who's been brilliant as well. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. One of the big reasons why Fulham are doing so well. You have Rodrigo as an outside shout, 10 goals for Leeds, which is pretty impressive in itself. I, I have Rodrigo in my fantasy Premier League most weeks, and he <laughs> he always does me very, very well. So Yeah, I mean, 10 goals in that Leeds team is pretty impressive. So, But I got I went with Kane, yeah. I went with yeah. Kane just because, yeah, it's hot, impossible to overlook him. And I think if Haaland wasn't doing Haaland stuff, all the headlines would be on Kane instead. Yeah, I completely agree. Now, who do you put in as? I didn't. I didn't ask you this beforehand, but who do you put in as your manager? If you could pick a manager to look after this uh, prime eleven that you have set up, who are you bringing in? That's a great question. I think um, you've got to look at 
Marco Silva's done brilliant at Fulham. Thomas Frank at mm-hmm. Brentford. Uh, Ten Hogs obviously revolutionised us. I mean, we are completely mm-hmm. different team to the one that ended last season. But it's got to be Mikel Arteta, I think. It's, yeah. It would be impossible not to say Arteta. I think, I think you're right there. Even though Arsenal have the money to spend over clubs like Fulham or um, Brentford, as you've if you said, uh, Arteta just stands out the way that he, he yeah. controls those boys. And um, but yeah, my, the, my only my only uh, query was was putting in like Frank because they don't have that squad depth, and yet they are still a highly highly competitive squad. So he's clearly doing something right. Yeah, no, I, um, I agree. But but I think you, you're sh- you're shouting, uh, barking up the right tree there with with <laughs> uh, Mikel Arteta. Um, but he's got he's got that education from Pep, hasn't he? Yeah, he's just, and it, you can see it in the play style. Yeah, he's been trained perfectly. I, I can't remember. There's a couple other managers that have worked under Pep or worked with Pep before, haven't there? I don't know if you know who they are, but I know not not saying necessarily in the Premier League, but I remember seeing something on Twitter saying and that the infield- sorry. Ten Hag worked with Pep at uh, Bayern. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's one of the one of the photos I saw. Baldy and Baldy. Baldy and Baldy. Yeah. Um, so the influence that Pep is having over the rest, he's he's making his own competition basically. He's just, yeah. he's just making it harder for himself. Yeah. Uh, which is quite amusing, but it's um, <laughs> it's interesting to see. Now, my final couple questions for you here: Who do you think is the next manager to leave the Premier League squad? Next manager Who- to get sacked. Who's going to get sacked next? Because we've already had a couple this season. Yeah. And I think I'm going to I'm going to throw one out there. I okay. think Jurgen Klopp is very very close ooh, to leaving. Now I know that you have certain relatives that won't like that answer, and yeah. I have certain relatives that don't won't like that answer. <laughs> um, but before while you have a think about yours, yeah. um, I'm I'm I don't want to say Jurgen Klopp because I think most likely it's probably going to be. Um, Frank Lampard. Yeah, I'd agree or, with that. I'm trying to think. Uh, who's the Southampton manager? Well, he's new, Nathan Jones. He hasn't been. That uh, long oh yeah, now. they got rid of Hassel. They got rid of Hassel. Yeah, yeah I'll know what his name is. Um, yeah, I think I think Sky Sports have said that Jurgen Klopp is not going to leave, and that the board have no desire to get rid of him there they've got this long project thing sorted but he's I, in my mind he's a couple of losses away their 3-0 loss the other day yeah. um to Brighton was I mean I don't know if you saw the game but they were abysmal it's like yeah. they hadn't played it's like they'd had six months off basically they were all over yeah. the place and I do think he is very very close to um to exiting in my <laughs> not so professional opinion but um, there's a chance yeah no I, I'm not I think, yeah. I just, it's just whether he feels his time is done. I don't think, I, I don't think he does. I reckon he thinks he can get more out of it. Um, Isn't he? Is he? Am I right in saying he's in his seventh season? Yeah, seventh season. And doesn't he have this seventh season Syndrome. curse? Yeah. Yeah. So on his previous seven seasons with clubs, they have tended to do abysmally, and he's been. Is it? I think he's been sacked before in his seventh seasons. Uh, he got. Uh, um, no, I'm not. Sh- he got relegated with Mines, and then Dortmund finished something like seventh in the Bundesliga okay, uh, in the right. seventh season. So. So maybe yeah. maybe it's just this curse that it's one of those subconscious things as well. But um, yeah. But uh, we'll see. Right, tell me, 
who's who do you think is going to be out the door next? Um, I th- I'm going to go with David Moyes. Um, you I think, think so? West Ham level. I mean, they're level on points with Southampton, bottom of the league, 15 mm-hmm. points. The amount of money they've spent, Paqueta, Skamaka, um, Aguirre, all of them. I mean, the quality of that team is massively higher than where they are in the league. Yeah. Uh, I think last season where they were where they were in the league. And I think the, the West Ham might look to replace him with someone more attacking. I think Moyes' tactics have been figured out mm-hmm. where it was literally just sit back, absorb pressure, hit him on the counter with Bowen, Ben Rama, Antonio. Yeah. It, and just look to score goals. It's funny because was it last season, the season four, they came sixth? Um, it was, I think it was the season before they were sixth, last season seventh, something like that. Yes. So it, it, they've had a real fall from grace, but obviously David Moyes is, he returned to West Ham, am I right saying that? Yeah. yeah. So he left and then came back again and he sort of had this, this bounce back uh, magic. But um, yeah, I think you're probably right. I imagine it's most likely going to be Moyes or Frank Lampard. Lampard's a big one, but I think, I, I think I'm right in saying Everton came out and backed him. Uh, the owner came out and backed him, which I'm surprised by because I think he's comfortably the worst manager in the league. Yeah, I mean, he's just comfortably a rubbish manager. I don't think he'd yeah. do well in the championship. I don't think he'd do well anywhere, really. I don't really see... I mean, he lasted he lasted no time at all at Chelsea. Yeah, no, um, I agree. So I imagine it's probably going to be one of those two that, that heads out. Mm-hmm. Um, look, thank you very much for coming on, mate. We've um, We've stormed through stuff there. But um, we'd love to have love to have you on again another time, I'm sure. Uh, but before we wrap up, final question: It's the Man United game in eight minutes. Yeah. So for everyone listening tomorrow, uh, we can see whether we get our predictions right or not. I am wearing my Man United shirt. Uh, mm-hmm. What's your prediction? What's your score prediction for the game? I'm gonna go three-one uh, win for for United. Okay, there I'm going two-nil. I think, okay. yeah. I think, and it's a uh, uh, Veghorst is uh, debuting. Big wig, big wig. He's yeah. uh, he's uh, he, he's starting, so it'll be interesting to see how he plays. Um, but uh, that's in seven minutes, so I will let you <laughs> let you get yourself ready for that mentally prepped. <laughs> uh, but it's been great to have you on, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Enjoyed it. All right, we'll catch you guys later. Bye.